this happen? Was it democracy in action? Did suddenly, after 50 years of uninterrupted mediocrity in Washington, two spectacularly unsuccessful presidential campaigns in which he was rejected resolutely by Democratic primary voters, after all that, did Americans suddenly decide they wanted to be led by Joe Biden? Still unimpressive, but this time senile. Yeah, no, that's not what happened. Not at all. What happened was the people in charge rigged the game. Tucker Carlson rare form last night. <laughs> really good. But this time senile. <laughs> and and he, he also makes a, a couple uh, of excellent points about the threat is not the Georgia Secretary of State. The threat is big media and, and big tech. He goes on to make that, uh, that point in clip 33. But once he was chosen, they knew what to do. Virtually every power center on earth joined the cause. That included big business, Wall Street, the defense establishment, pharma, the permanent bureaucracy in Washington, and above all, Silicon Valley. All of these power centers worked tirelessly from the day Biden got the nomination until the first Tuesday in November to bypass voters and get Joe Biden to the White House. Google changed its famed algorithm to obliterate traffic to websites that criticized Joe Biden. Facebook and Twitter did essentially the same thing. If that's not rigging an election, there's no meaning to that phrase. The people who control the flow of virtually all information in English became unpaid consultants to the Joe Biden for president campaign. So that's yeah. pretty interesting that he's going with uh, the, it was a rigged election, but not in the way that Trump's talking about it. Yeah, and I wouldn't use the word rigged, because no, that either. means something specific. Um, the power of information has fallen into incredibly few hands. That's our problem. And it's and, a serious problem. Yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting, though. The, the, the idea that if, you know, all of this of the media gets on one side, they can make it happen. now. Yes. And, you know, we're pretty familiar with big tech, number one, because of what we do for a living. Number two, we're based quite close to Silicon Valley and uh, deal with a lot of folks and actually have a bunch of whistleblowers who, who let us know what's going on within the evil, evil halls of Google, Facebook, Twitter at all. Um, the wrath of Mark. Yeah, it's it's probably overdue. I'm sure he's thought about wiping us off the face of the earth. But um, Tucker went on one more point, one more little clip in which he, he points out that if you're looking for the media to save you from big tech, uh, you're going to be unhappy. 35. Apart from Fox News, pretty much every major media outlet in the United States is beholden to Silicon Valley. Referrals from search engines and social media sites generate revenue that news organizations need to survive. So if you mess with big tech, you die. Those are the new rules. They are unsustainable. You can't have a democracy in a system like that because people can't get the information they need to make informed decisions. You bypass the First Amendment. But if Democrats take over the entire federal government tomorrow, that's it. There'll be no way to stop it. And in fact, it, of course, will accelerate because it benefits a specific political party. I was trying to understand what he meant by you bypass the First Amendment, because when I first heard it last night, I thought, what what are you talking about? Uh, He's saying they wield the power to silence people. And they do so for purely political reasons, which I'm trying to think, I mean... Short of like some really loathsome individuals and or groups throughout our nation's history, the ability to just get people to shut up is, it's extremely rare. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, especially when you're talking about political speech. I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain. I'm probably missing something obvious. But the idea that Thomas Jefferson could shut down all the newspapers that were sympathetic to John Adams, no, 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 there's never anything like that. It'll be fun to watch play out. Oh, golly. Yeah, if you like Orwell. <laughs> Meanwhile, in China, they're spreading viruses around the world that kill millions of people. Oh, that's a conspiracy. Jack is claiming this without evidence. It's a conspiracy. Thing. It's, it's racism. It's xenophobia. New York Magazine with a big piece in which they, uh, with some, you know, serious investigative journalism, coming, come to the conclusion that the most likely thing is they had a virus that they were, uh, they were working on and they let it escape. Turns out for years, according to New York Magazine, scientists have been hot wiring viruses to be stronger, deadlier, and more transmissible. The bet work, the bet was that their work would help prevent a global pandemic, but they believe, New York Magazine believes at this point, it just escaped. Yeah, they think they were trying to craft what they call a broad spectrum vaccine that can work against all sorts of coronaviruses. And so they had to, you know, keep uh, nipping them and tucking them and, and mutating them and, 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 and continuing their experiments, except this lab famously, it's the only level four biocontainment lab, is that the right term, in China? Um, and our State Department, and we had this story for you last year, repeatedly had reports, their safety protocols suck. They don't even follow them. This place is dangerous. Our now, own, come on, China! Our own government reporting that over and over. The Washington Post reported it. Yeah. And and yet, they still, they, you know, your your mainstream media still act as if, oh, that's some sort of Trumpian nonsense. The New, New York, do you know New York Magazine? Please, they, they call Mitt Romney a fascist. So they've talked to enough people um, that it's a, it's the old Ackman's razor, that the most likely explana- explanation is usually the right one, basically. You, you talk to a bunch of doctors and say, yeah, we're working on making a virus like this, um, have been for years. Yes, we had sloppy protocols, and then this kind of virus escapes like blocks from where that lab is. You'd have to be pretty crazy to think that it just organically developed in a bat market blocks from where they were developing this sort of thing. Right. It it strains your credulity. I'd say. I love this uh, couple of sentences. There's no direct evidence for zoonotic possibilities, meaning it just came straight out of an animal. Just as there's no evidence of experimental mishap. No written confession, no incriminating notebook, no official accident report. Certainty craves detail, and detail requires an investigation. It's been a full year. 80 million people have been infected. It's far more than that, but anyway. And surprisingly, no public investigation has taken place. We still know very little about the origins of this disease. Now, why would the communist Chinese not aggressively, immediately, and publicly investigate this thing because there's no need they know already yeah also isn't china gonna end up being the winner out of this thing to the extent that you can have a winner with a global pandemic aren't they in a better position coming out of it than they were going in Mm, i've heard uh, the experts i like say no because it's really uh, sped up the perception that china's a threat Mm, not a buddy maybe they wanted to keep that you know, on the down low longer. 
have more people continue to believe. No, no, no. As they get more, you know, richer and more tied in with the world economy, they'll they'll come around to our way of thinking. Right. Yeah, that's probably true. Disabused could, everybody of that. They notion. could have put it off for a few more years. Yeah. And that is over. That train has left the station. Yeah. So this guy who spent, I mean, this article is longer than the Old Testament. I mean, it's 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 a book. Well, you'd want to be pretty thorough. Oh yeah. When you're accusing the second most powerful country on the planet of starting this the worst health crisis in 100 years. Yeah, yeah. But um, he, he writes, over the past few decades, scientists have d- developed ingenious methods of evolutionary acceleration and recombination, and they've learned how to trick viruses, coronaviruses in particular, uh, into moving quickly from one species of animal to another or from one type of cell culture to another. They've made machines that mix and mingle the viral code for bat diseases with the code for human diseases, like SARS, uh, for example, which arose in China in 03, and MERS, which broke out uh, a decade later and has to do with bats and camels. The idea is to create new, more virulent, and more infectious strains of diseases so they can study them more easily and, and, and use them more readily in the lab. And again, where is the only lab in China that does that? Right in the middle of Wuhan. But it came from a bat a block away by coincidence. Come on, please. And if they'd have been more forthcoming, like you would hope we would be, for instance, if this sort of thing happened, it would have been a lot easier to figure out, okay, this is what happened. This is exactly what you're working on. You have all kinds of information about it. The world can immediately get to work right. on a, a vaccine and ways to uh, to treat it. Yeah. But you kept it secret. Yeah. And kept the WHO people away and, and anybody from the outside away from studying it. This is such a good read. Well worth looking into. We'll have the uh, the link at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. Let you read it yourself. But um, the guy also talks about how for the longest time there have been scientists saying this is really, really dangerous what you're doing in these labs. Which is why our State Department was so freaked out when they did a uh, kind of a courtesy visit, kind of a scientific exchange visit to this Wuhan lab. They're like doors, uh, literally, literally, doors propped open that were supposed to be safety sealed. People walking home in their scrubs. People selling some of the lab animals for meat. Oh, right. When they were done with using oh, them as my lab God. animals. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like they failed to, you know, dot their I's and cross their T's. It was the, you know, the stuff I'm talking about. And, it's almost hard to wrap your head around this. So scientists, you know, it might be a couple of people working on something in a lab that did any of those things you just mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. splashed some on their shoes and walked home, whatever. Um, cost the world so far $9 trillion. It could easily be a person, although the lax standards at the lab is kind of a systemic thing. Hundreds of millions of kids across the world not getting educated, turning commerce upside down, you know, cities changing forever as people no longer live in them and realize they can work remotely. I mean, sure. the, 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 <laughs> the, the way things have changed coming out of this, it's absolutely amazing. And it could have been a person or two being sloppy working on this virus. Yeah, yeah. Well, I find myself imagining some lab where they're trying to create a super criminal. I mean, somebody who's not only a sociopath, a psychopath, but incredibly fast, strong, and intelligent to, to better our crime-fighting techniques. Remember to lock the door, Jim. What was that? Click. You know, 
I knew we shouldn't have made the locks the lock picker. <laughs> we shouldn't have given him the lock picking gene. <laughs> Just don't tell anyone. That's what happened. I wonder if there's a Chinese scientist somewhere that thinks I'm I'm the one who did it. Sitting at the kitchen table. I know I am. Had that vial of it in my briefcase, and I don't know where I put my briefcase. Right. Remember when I came home with that goo on the uh, cuff of my pants, honey? I think I figured out what that was. Holy uh, crap. Anyway. Anyway, what are you going to do? Let's see if Jack Ma's doing his celebrity judging on that show. <laughs> he ain't. <laughs> he dared to criticize the great communist dragon. God, I, I hope the whole world is more careful with these things in the future. Holy crap. Never trust a commie, Jack. Wow. Never trust a commie. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It was a very strange set of circumstances with the president on the attack against senior members of the Georgia Republican Party to include the governor and the secretary of state. Um, and that creates a climate in which we don't know whether the kind of turnout that you would expect from Republicans will actually occur. The other problem, of course, is we don't trust the polling because we can't. Um, some of it may turn out to be right, and th- those pollsters will look good, but, but nobody, I think, at this point is prepared to say that any of these polls is correct. So we're in the dark here and, 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 we'll, and, and really don't know what, li- what is likely to happen. I think anything can happen. Which is fine, by right. the way. I hope that's the future of so elections. stop talking about it. We just <laughs> go into it and uh, wait and see what happens. If news could get back to reporting what has happened and step away from trying to predict what will happen, oh, yeah. we would all be better off. Uh, simple wisdom from Positive Sean there. I agree 100%. Uh, so our der, let's see, where is that clip I wanted to play? Oh, a couple of kind of funny and or troubling things happened in relation to the uh, Georgia race. I tried to watch uh, Brett Berry yesterday. He and Martha McCallum are in Georgia just flogging the race. Yeah. Just speculating and speculating and speculating. Just ridiculous. I think the media misreads the fact that a half a billion dollar was spent in Georgia by thinking everybody's that interested in it. Well, I am interested in it. Sure. But Sean oh, tomorrow says, morning, I can't yeah. wait to see who won. Yeah, let me <laughs> let me know, would you? But a couple of amusing slash troubling things have gone on in relation to the race, which we thought you might be interested in. Uh, clip 30, please, Sean. This is Joseph R. Biden. And if you're like millions of Americans all across this country, you need the money, you need the help, and you need it now. Look, if you send John and the Reverend to Washington... Those $2,000 checks will go out the door, restoring hope and decency and honor for so many people who are struggling right now. And if you send Senators Perdue and Loeffler back to Washington, those checks will never get there. It's just that simple. I appreciate the honesty. Vote for our side and we'll write you a check. It's kind of interesting since Trump uh, threatened to veto that stimulus package because they he wanted $2,000 checks to go right. out. And then right. at the last minute, he decided to go ahead and sign it. Yeah. I wonder if the people of Georgia have seen that in any of the media that they look at. Uh, could be. Uh, and then this uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock, who's uh, an America hater, um, apparently is also a somewhat abusive ex-husband. 
This video, you may have seen it, but his ex-wife, uh, the context is that you're having some sort of argument. He had the kid. He, She was telling him to stop the car. He rolled over her foot. She called the cops. That's it, basically, isn't it? Um, as I recall the story. Um, but what she said to the cops was really notable in clip number 36. This man's running for the United States Senate, and all he cares about right now is his reputation. I work at the mayor's office, and this is a big problem. I've been trying to be very quiet about the way that he is for the sake of my kids and his reputation. I've tried to keep the way that he acts under wraps for a long time, and today he crossed the line. So that is what is going on here, and he's a great actor. He is phenomenal at putting on a really good show. Have you seen that anywhere except for maybe Fox? What happened to Believe All Women? (laughs) Oh, that's a funny one. That's a good, they didn't mean it. They didn't mean it. Please, believe all women unless they accuse a lefty. And then ignore them completely or try to pass them off as a crackpot. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know either. She might be a crackpot. I have no idea, but... Yeah, well, is what it is. And we will let you know what happens. As Jack pointed out, with the very narrow majority in the House of Reps, the Democrats aren't going to get anything too crazy passed anyway, but it'd sure be good if the Republicans grabbed at least one of those seats. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you feel like your prescriptions are too expensive? I know I do. Then it's time to take 10 seconds and check the single care price. That's right. With single care, you can save up to 80% right at the register. That's my line. They want me to say that at the end. Why? Because I'm the guy. And I get that. Then don't say it. Don't say what? With single care, you can save up to 80% on your meds? You said it again, and you left out right at the register. Well, isn't that part obvious? It doesn't matter. You're still not the guy. Well, I'm a guy. Cut. <laughs> Let's try it again. Try what again? Oh, Ah, it's hilarious. It's Charlie Sheen and his dad, Martin Sheen, in a How to Save Money on Prescription Drugs commercial. Charlie Sheen selling drugs. Not that kind of drugs. Winning. Winning. Troll overlord. Winning. Pretty interesting rehabilitation, if you'll pardon the expression, (laughs) of uh, Charlie Sheen. Uh, Well, and the more I think about it, it's a great idea. Advertising. I would pay attention to that ad if I saw it on TV. I was amused by it. Wait a second. Charlie Sheen, what is he talking about? There's a period of like a couple of weeks there where we did a Charlie Sheen update every day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I vividly remember predicting on one Friday he will be dead by Monday. (laughs) Wrong. I would have never thought he was going to pull out of that spiral. We are high priest. How many years? Uh, Vatican assassin warlocks. How many years ago (laughs) was that? Oh, Lord. You know, I think it's it's about 10 or 11 because it was... I think it was the year the Giants won the World Series because he was friends with the Beard. Oh, yeah. So in Brian Wilson, 2011 was his one-man show thing that happened after all yeah, of that. So you know, I was just going to yeah. bring that up. How at the height of the fevered interest in Charlie Sheen with his whole wedding and and and, and all thing, he he unleashed this pay-per-view 
What was it? It was live events. He would live go to events, theaters right. and they would do yeah, it think, at one man show. And, so it was 2010 then. Yeah. Or, or with his buddies, he'd do it from his house and we actually watched one and it was, it was an utter idiotic waste of time. It was just, it was like a bunch of adolescents who thought they were clever putting together an ad lib show and it was boring and stupid, but, hmm. and he survived. And I got poetry at my fingertips. Speaking <laughs> of stupid. Winning. Tim Sandifer retweeted this and got my attention. Massachusetts teacher says she's very proud to have removed Homer classics from school curriculum. Oh, yeah. Massachusetts teacher says she is proud to have removed uh, the Odyssey by Homer from oh. the school curriculum. Curriculum. Uh, list, of, <laughs> list of things they read. <laughs> uh, and it's part of a, a group... Uh, Disrupt texts, a movement that is going to rebuild the literary canon across America using anti-bias, anti-racist, critical literacy lens. Yeah, you know, some of their purposes seem reasonable to me. It's just that the people doing it are crazy. What's the okay. problem with the Odyssey? What? Yeah, and what? And what? What are their good purposes? I don't know the good purposes. I only know the bad stuff. Well, I'd say maybe enlarging the range of things that people read or incorporate. Um, you know. Uh, South American literature, African literature, that sort of thing, just to give you a more global view. I don't have a problem with that. But again, the people doing it then are the should, full-on woke lunatics. And you should probably add as opposed to subtract. Sure. I don't know if you need to eliminate things that have been around for 2,500 years. Yeah. It seemed to have been pretty interesting to much of Western civilization all that time. Mm-hmm. Um, the The problem is that if you start looking at Anything prior to roughly 2017, um, through the lens of today, it it's isn't gonna, problematic. It's not going to pass the test, right? Getting back to banning Huck Finn, you remember when it was the left who thought it was crazy to ban literature? Times have changed. Yeah, well, that was part of Tucker Carlson's thing last night. The uh, the house now wanting to do away with, you know, mom, dad, son, daughter. And he said, I thought it was the left that was into, you know, various individualistic qualities. Now you just want to be kind of generic parent. Right. Generic sibling. Well, and I wish I was as eloquent as the person I first read saying this, but if you, the the left, the progressive left at this point is denying essentially that there is such a thing as a woman. A woman is anybody who says they're a woman. It's a man who menstruates or a woman who ejaculates or whatever. I mean, just you can make it up. So if everyone can be a woman, there's no such thing as a woman and discrimination against women. Just be a man and the discrimination will stop. Well, wait a minute. that It didn't. I don't understand. My social teacher told me it would. It's just it's a bizarre uh, it's it's anti-enlightened. It's denying that there can be unfairness toward people of a certain sort by claiming anybody can be anything all the time. And then back to the literature part of it, it was Tim Sandifer that printed, and I, I should dig up the article and read from it because it's so darn interesting. A guy writing about all the English programs across the country. There are now none. There are no English programs in America, really, literature programs, and any of your universities that aren't about deconstructing all the great literature. It's only what is deconstructing. Well, it's only it's only read to figure out the flaws. Right. 
how horrible it is. It's read to be condemned. Yeah, it's a, you're only reading it to point out how awful it is. Right. The, it's really quite amazing. So all the stuff that has stood the test of time of decades, centuries, and millennia in some cases, mm-hmm. they, the only reason they still read them at all is to say, look how racist Shakespeare was. Right. Well, and what the a misogynist step. Shakespeare was. And then right. the next step is you just eliminate it. Right, exactly. And the next step after that is you make it illegal. Uh, to read or to share that sort of stuff. And that will happen. It will absolutely happen unless y'all fight it. I've had an interesting conversation with my kids about the N-word recently. Mm. They're not aware of what it is, but they've heard of an N-word that is the worst of all words. And because mm. they're, you know, boys of age now, nine and ten, um, you know, cursing in bad words is kind of a thing for oh sure kids roughly that age look it up swears in the dictionary and so you know you come across a worse and more shocking one on the playground or whatever uh but now that now that they've been told that there's there's the granddaddy of them all out there that you can't even say what it is you have to refer to it by a letter they want to know what it is and i and i and i was just trying to explain to them that um you don't want to say this isn't something to mess around with, and and you know it's serious about it. I can't say I can't say it. I can't say it because if somebody hears me say it and says that I said it, I could lose my job. Right. I mean they they're having trouble wrapping their head around it, and they should. They I should. Have, <laughs> I have trouble wrapping my head around it. I and can't. yet, kids, and yet you can hear it fifty times on your favorite rap record. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh yeah. Oh, we didn't do the story. This was a big one during the break. I don't know if you came across this. The girl who had done a TikTok video and dropped an N-bomb? Oh, yes, yeah, singing along with a song. No, it was, uh, it, uh, the, the one I saw, if I understood it right, was, it was the one where she got her driver's license. Okay. And she said, I can drive now, Blancas. You know, it was just uh, the way young people talk sometimes. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, super, you know, proud about what, she got a driver's license. Well, that, had happened years ago, oh, and one of yes. her classmates had hung on to it, and she applied to get into this university, right. and then he dropped this bomb, and now she can't go to that university. Right. They canceled her for something she did years ago as a child. And was used in the... It wasn't <laughs> It wasn't used in a racist way, no. in my opinion. No. I know some of you believe if it's ever used in any way, it's yeah. systemic racism, blah, 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 but... As Joe just pointed out, it gets used a gazillion times a day all over the country. Um, Meanwhile, progressives who are openly racist and form clubs around that idea are, are uh, ushered in uh, in droves to our nation's universities. It's really disgusting. Uh, Can you imagine that? Canceling a child, refusing to admit that person to your university for something they did years ago as a kid. Kind of maybe did them a favor. Colleges suck. Overpriced. <laughs> you dodged a bullet there. You want to talk about fascists. Jesus. And the New York Times took some heat from the right, or well, I shouldn't even say from the right, because there's a from the l- sane from the sane, because there's a lot of uh, you know your old school liberals who don't like this sort of thing. Um, criticized the New York Times for highlighting this and you know drawing more attention to it and bringing all the hate on this girl because then she was getting the death threats and the the whole cancel culture thing came her way. She shouldn't exist as a human being, right? Because she ever made this you know jokey comment about I got my driver's license. Reminds me of the gal who wore blackface to a party years ago in D.C., a few years ago, and n- n- a couple of people were offended at the party, and she said, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that uh, like that. I'll, I'll take it off immediately. 
Um, I was trying to highlight the opposite of what you think. So anyway, but then a couple years later, somebody recalled that to the Washington Post. They did a big story on it. They dug up the years ago party incident and ruined this woman. Got her fired from her job. Exactly. Canceled. These people are savages, man. They are seriously not evolved humans. But don't you think that's growing as opposed to shrinking? I, 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 mm, I don't know. I see signs that more and more people are waking up to it. Because, like, uh, who was it? Um, conservative uh, Dave Rubin was doing a tour of campuses, and he asked, how many of you uh, hate cancel culture? And, like, 80% of the kids raised their hands. But yeah, that but 20% it, are brutal. But is it, I hope you're right, but is it like one of those things of, how, who likes Congress? Nobody. Who's voting for their own congressman? Everybody. Yeah. Is it one of those things where, you know, I hate cancel culture, but that girl just, you know, used the N-word in a TikTok video, she's got to go. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't claim that I'm right. I'm, I'm hoping. That's, that's all this is. I just hope that there is a backlash among the young. It's got to come from the young. Because they are the people, metaphorically or in Portland, literally dragging people out of their homes and cars and beating them down in the streets. The fact that this classmate hung on to this, thinking I can damage her someday, and he had no idea at the time how much he could damage her. Because oh, that's sick, It's man. way more powerful now than it was three, four years ago. And the girl's the bad person in this scenario? Yeah, absolutely. He's the hero. Sick. He exposed her for the evil, awful racist oh, for God's sake. that she is, and thank God she didn't get into the university, I guess. So that sort of thinking is taking hold, especially in West Coast cities. We mentioned this earlier this morning, but it is so astounding. Got to share it with you uh, again. The inflow and outflow of the progressive Western cities of America, according to Yahal, the good folks at U-Haul. So stay with us. It will make you. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Burger King in Japan recently unveiled its new Whopper that is made to ward off evil spirits. Meanwhile, McDonald's drew a pentagram on the floor and the McRib came back. I find that hilarious. (laughs) I was at McDonald's in Truckee, California. And with my large fry, they handed a card that says now hiring at I think it said $17 an hour. Wow. I know it was above the new minimum wage of $14 an hour. I'm out. That's wild. At just, the McDonald's. Well, yeah, and I know Target's got signs saying now hiring it. You know, don't don't hold me to this. Your results may vary. It's, I think it's $17 or $18 an hour. I know my niece took that job. Um, 20 million people out of work, something like that. Mm, crazy. Pretty decent wages. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Got to, uh, yeah, and, they're, okay. and they're handing out cards at the drive-thru. I mean, that, that leads me to believe you really need people. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So uh, speaking of uh, employment and economics and that sort of thing, we, we hit this a little earlier, but it's so astounding. We just have to do it again. So your, your West Coast cities, huge outflow of population. We've been talking about that. You've probably heard about it. but Also New York. So uh, Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, a lot of big cities, but uh, in particular the West. And the U-Haul race... Is that the way you pronounce it? I've never known. Is it a long U or a short U? Is it U-Haul or a-haul? 
<laughs> it's U-Haul. It's not a hole. Like, no, it's not a tube either. <laughs> the point is that U-Haul. It's right there in the name. Well, I know it's U-Tube because it's Y-O-U. Yes. But this is just the letter U, so it saves be, you time. could be U-Haul. Reading those two excess letters. So the rate to rent a 26-foot truck, that's the big one that U-Haul does, I think. It's pretty big. I've rented plenty of U-Hauls through the years. Um, from L.A. to Phoenix, well, let's do it this way. You're moving from Phoenix to L.A., so it's a one-way rental. I'm going to become a star. It's going to cost you $186. That's uh, That's pretty cheap. That's super cheap. To go from L.A. to Phoenix in the other direction? I'm sick of this, S. I'm not a star. I want to be hot. It'll cost you... (laughs) I want to root for the Diamondbacks. It'll cost you just under $2,000. It's 10.6 times as expensive to move from L.A. to Phoenix is vice versa because so many people are fleeing L.A. for Phoenix. They've got like acres and acres of trucks sitting there and they got to figure out how to get them back to L.A. So they're giving people incredibly cheap rental rates. San Francisco to Phoenix, it's 9.6 times higher. $2,500 for that truck to get you to Phoenix. Somebody wants to move from Phoenix to San Francisco, number one, explain yourself. I mean, San Francisco used to be wonderful, but it'll cost you $261 instead of $2,500. It's 5.3 times more expensive to move from L.A. to Houston as it is from Houston to L.A. It's five times more expensive to move from San Francisco to Houston as vice versa. It's a mere 2.7 times more expensive to rent a truck from L.A. to Dallas as Dallas to L.A., but the problem is it's pretty expensive because it's a long trip. It'll cost you $4,000 to rent a U-Haul truck to take it to L.A. And uh, San Francisco to Dallas, 2.6 times more expensive. It's $4,275 to move from Frisco to the Big D. God, if I had enough customers, I would buy a big truck and just start charging $3,500. Then I'll go and drive it back myself. Charge somebody else thirty five hundred dollars. So I pay. So I pay for my truck. Shouldn't you all be flying people on Southwest at like one hundred and fifty bucks to these cities to you know just drive the trucks back? Yeah, they probably are. Yeah, be cheaper. Yeah, crazy. your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. How about a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day? It's Michael in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, spending some time with Mom this afternoon. we got to take down the Christmas Village, the artificial tree, and the giant snowman collection. It's January 5th. There you go. we got to do that, too. Our tree's still up. How flammable would you say it is at this point? Oh, my God. If if your corduroy jeans rub together, (laughs) the whole thing goes up. Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. Sean? Over the weekend, Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans ran for 250 yards, ending the season with 2,027. That's the eighth NFL player to finish a season Mm. with 2,000 yards. But Derrick Henry is the first football player to also run for 2,000 yards in college and in high school. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's something. He's amazing. Is a fine running back indeed. Jack, a final thought for us? So in the giant stimulus package that went out, we knew there was a bunch of pork that got thrown in there, including this. Maybe you think it's a good idea. Maybe you don't. Maybe you think it's surveillance. $7 million in federal dollars to develop a toilet that analyzes your excrement. <laughs> Some people think it's a way to, like, track you and keep an eye on you. Yeah. 
It's, it's poopy. They don't That's need the that. We all opted in with our smartphones. Good right? They're already tracking us. My final thought, I will uh, cede to Bob in Eagle, Idaho, who points out that the basketball player who is cutting his toenails there on the floor during the game does indeed play for the L.A. Clippers. So there. He's a clipper. <laughs> He's a toenail clipper, apparently. Bob of Eagle, Idaho, very proud of himself for that, pointing that, that out. That is you, Bob. so gross, though. Yeah. I, just, I don't ever want to see anybody trimming their toenails, but... I barely want to watch myself do it. I, exactly. I avert my eyes. This is, this is gross. Mm, I just I, I wish I could get them yanked out. Oh, Armstrong. Move <laughs> <laughs> to North Korea and badmouth Kim Jong-un. You can. Armstrong and Getty Ratchet got another grueling four-hour workday. Jack Ma's got that going on right now in China. So many people, thanks for a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. If we talked about it, said it's great. You ought to read it. It's under hot links. You can email us as well, armstrongandgetty.com. So tomorrow we'll have the, you know, whatever happens in Georgia and any analysis of that, I suppose. Yes. See you then. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing Still unimpressive, but this time senile. Armstrong and Getty.